Hey, everybody, it's Monday. Happy Monday. Welcome to RemarNurse.com. Every Monday, we go over a very important topic that's going to help you pass your nursing board exams. And it doesn't matter if you are new to taking NCLEX, you have already taken it and failed it, or if you're still in nursing school, the things that we talk about here on this channel are going to help you along the way. I just want to th I just want to start off by saying thank y'all for telling people about the Quick Facts for NCLEX book. The release of this book has been so phenomenal for me in terms of how many nursing students are trying to get the resource to make sure that they have it before they take their NCLEX exam. And it is such a blessing uh, for me to look and see like, you know, 50, 50 students brought this book, you know, or 20 students brought this book in the last like, you know, hour or so. And that's just, uh, it's just, a, um, it's just such a prayer answer because when I was writing this book, I was telling Mark, I cried and I prayed and I was like, Lord, help me get through this book. It didn't seem like um, that it would ever be ready for you guys. And so I had said that when I released it, that every nursing student, every nurse needs this book. And I just asked God to please bless everyone who would get it. And I'm just grateful that it is, um, you know, that it is being received as it is. So thank you. I wanted to say just Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for everyone who has told somebody about this book, who has this book, because many, many hours went into it, and um, I just hope that it's a blessing, okay? I just hope that it's a blessing for you. So, yep, quick facts for next-gen NCLEX. Oh, it's, I'm just so happy. <laughs> I'm just so happy about it. Uh, but today, in addition to this, we are talking about the very important topic of a acne vulgaris and the reason why i wanted to do this topic in particular is because i do reference it in age-specific nursing care so if you have my full nclex review program the v2 you know that there are many other important concepts that i don't get to do on youtube or facebook or tiktok that are necessary. So acne is something I reference, particularly in the pharmacology of it. So I want to develop that topic for you guys today. So I am kind of stalling just a little bit because I want more people to come in because the things that we talk about in the lecture are going to help you to answer our practice questions at the end. Pharmacology is really important today for, um, for today's topic. And so I was just thanking everybody in the beginning <laughs> for getting this book. So I'm happy to see that you guys got your books and they're coming to you. We had like literally hundreds and hundreds of books we had to ship out. So they're making it to you guys. All right. So again, we do a little bit here every Monday to start our week off right. But the expectation is that you guys are following your V2 program and your study calendar to make sure that you are covering those topics. And, and today in V2, I did have to make some adjustments in the order of the lectures to make sure that they were following your, um, your study calendar and your book correctly. So check that out. All right, let's get into our topic on today. It is acne vulgaris. All right, now, I would love for you guys to be taking notes during this lecture, but if you feel like you just wanna chill and, and watch it, that's fine too. Just make sure you know this information. So acne vulgaris, let me ask you this before I begin. When you think about acne, what is the reoccurring problem that your patient will have? Like what's the main thing that when a person comes in with acne, they're going to be addressing the doctor or the nurse about. There is, there is one thing that brings you in when you have acne. What is it? What is it? And so this is why I love Monday Motivation, um, how to pass NCLEX, winning Wednesdays, because we get to dive into the topics a little bit more. And as a community, we get to bring our experience and our knowledge to each other. So what is that thing? It's a medical condition that we will be really focusing on the treatment of. So I, I see people saying the dark spots, the appearance, the body image. Yes, all of those things. But the word that I was looking for is the lesions 
or I like flare ups. That's good too. The spots, right? People are coming in because with acne, you have the lesions, you have the spots. And so these lesions, when they are in their healing formation, do lead to scars, which can affect your body image. Okay. So acne, acne, we know it's a skin condition. It is chronic, meaning you're going to have it for some time. It is recurring meaning that the lesions and the spots will heal and then new lesions will form. Open and closed comedones, all right, that's what they're called when you talk about it from a dermatological standpoint. Papules, pustules, nodules, all over the, all over, okay, all over. Occurs at the face, the neck, trunk, and proximal upper extremities. Now there is a reason why this happens, all right, in the location. And as you stick around, you will become more familiar with what that is, okay? And so the reason why we do content first, guys, content, content, because if I just start asking you questions about a subject that you have never studied, then I'm just wasting your time. Okay, so we never want to start our NCLEX journey by doing questions. We want to make sure that we always are prioritizing the content. Got a um, testimonial from Nurse Becky. Hi, Regina. I passed my NCLEX PN practical nurse representing on April 27, 2023. Next gen, I'm grateful for all your help. Thank you, Team Remar. You all rock. God bless. Congratulations, Becky. Let's just take a moment. If you have not said congratulations to anybody for anything, Becky is one we can congratulate on today. Given the positive vibes around here, congratulations. I'm happy that we got that report from you. Whew. Standing up for my practical nurses, I am all about y'all right now. I'm so proud of all the work that you're doing, especially my repeat test takers. Okay, so we're talking about acne being centralized to this here area. Okay. You can get on your arms too, but there's a reason. Let's see if we can discover why we don't have acne on our legs and our feet and our toes. Why not? There's a reason. So the pathophysiology, watch this, watch this, is that you are going to have at the, where does acne, where does acne begin? What is the issue? Follicular epidermal hyperproliferation with subsequent plugging of the hair follicle, okay? So when you talk about acne, we're talking about a problem with the what? With the what? All right, and this is the discovery of content. Acne is a problem of the hair follicle. It's a problem of too much oil being produced at the follicular glands of the face, right? Of the neck, of the upper extremities, right? Where you're producing, okay, let me go back to it so I don't get ahead of myself. Okay, so you have the excessive sebum production. Now, sebum is an oil that the body uses to moisturize the skin. And so you mix that up with the presence an activity of the commensal bacteria, cutiform bacteria, acnes, you mix those two things together and bam, inflammation, okay? And so when you think about acne, you understand now where the root cause is and what are the two main perpetrators of this condition. And this is good because once we understand what actually is causing the condition, you have bacteria, you have an overproduction of um, sebum or oil at the location of the hair follicle. If you understand those two things, then you can already anticipate what the treatment is gonna be like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's what empowers us as nurses, understanding how the body works. And so the risk factors of acne, they are controversial but I'm giving you all of them to consider, okay? And so genetic predisposition, it is believed that if your family members have struggled 
with acne, your parents, okay, your brothers and sisters have it, you yourself might have it as well. Endocrine disorders, ah, uh, yes, when you have an overproduction of, you know, your steroids or, you know, your testosterone, right? Things like that. Um, polycystic ovary syndrome can create issues of acne in females. Androgens, when you have an overproduction of androgens, okay? Um, diet. Now, this is the controversial part because some people will say, oh, diet doesn't have that big to do with it, but there has been links to con uh, consuming dairy products or high glycemic loads, which will affect your insulin, which can make your acne present or make it worse. Skin trauma. And this is something that we really as nurses have to teach our patients because when you are picking at your skin, when you're scrubbing it with harsh soaps or astringents that are supposed to get rid of acne, that can actually make the situation worse. Also stress as an indicator and insulin resistance. When you have um, increased serum of insulin, it can be linked to an increased production of that facial sebum. So many people struggle with acne or, or they, they've had it in the past. Typically it resolves around the age of 30 years old. So this is a condition of the youth. This is typically a condition of young people. And so we love our young people. And because during the teenage years, you're typically all about what? You're typically all about your looks, your self-image, how you're presenting to your peers to have a condition like acne vulgaris is very, very, very isolating to the teenage population. It is something that will prevent them from being successful in school. Will, uh, will, it will prohibit them from being social. And we know, you know, if you do my age-specific nursing care, that teenagers, sometimes they cannot handle being accepted or being a part of teen or, or peer group. They get depressed really quickly. Right. So we need to take this condition seriously from a medical and looking at the complications, the psychosocial dysfunctions of this condition. Yeah. OK. Gram negative folliculitis. It's a complication. So you have an inflammation. Anytime you see the word itis, you know, you're going to have an inflammation of something. We already identified what that something is. The patient can also have um, acne fomenes, which is the exacerbation, which is the, I, I would say definitely, it is like the thyroid storm of hyperthyroidism, right? So acne fomenes is like that. It, it is like where you have all of a sudden large craters, just opening at the same time all over the face. Um, what did I have? Yeah, it's it, a large eruption, okay? You're having ulcers. You're, the ulcers are bleeding, so they're hemorrhaging. So this is a condition that we need to note that is um, considered, you know, a, a medical emergency for, for the patient, okay? And then I have here solid facial edema, which is just what it sounds like. The face is swollen um, and it feels hard and it can be painful as well as, again, it is going to distort the patient's body image. So how do we treat this condition? Well, this is where you need to be familiar for NCLEX of particularly when the topical treatments are safe and when they're not safe. And also you want to think about, you want to think about the population that is dealing with this condition. And so when we think about the population that has acne vulgaris, what are they also experimenting with exploring particularly from the female um, standpoint that could put them in an avenue for complications. So we're educating them about the treatment of acne
acne, but we also need to relate that to possibly another medical condition that the females can um, encounter during their course of treatment. And so for NCLEX, acne medications are really important, especially um, the isotretonian. Yes, this is a this is a time of increased fertility for humans during that, you know, that teenage young adult age group. So we have to relate these particularly to pregnancy and breastfeeding, pregnancy and breastfeeding. Oh, um, so let me go back to the slide here. All right. Um, so topical treatments of the retina retinoids isotretinone is going to be a very common, very aggressive treatment. Okay. And typically this is something that you would avoid giving until the patient's acne has gotten severe. And that's why I have a whole slide on this on the next slide, but this is definitely one that you must know. You must know it. Um, the other one that I wanted to introduce for today's class is the benzoyl peroxide because this medication is safe to give in pregnancies. They come in different uh, concentrations. It's not as effective, but you know what? It's, it's less irritating. And so when you have benzoyl peroxide, you're able to combine it. You're able to combine it with another medication, you know, uh, like an antibiotic. Usually it's erythromycin that is combined with this benzoyl peroxide to not only get rid of any kind of bacterial infection, but also you want to um, allow the patient's skin to rest. And again, this is safe to give during pregnancy. Okay, so moderate to severe acne may require some systemic therapy because I don't know if you realize this, but sometimes when a patient has acne, sometimes when a patient has acne, other symptoms that they may express will be fatigue or tiredness. And I think that's just so interesting because with teenagers, you, you typically find them to have a lot of energy to always be on the move or on the go. But acne can actually make you tired. It can make you tired. So if there's any kind of systemic um, infection signs or tiredness, then you would want to treat that. Surgical care can be done in the sense of phototherapy, laser therapy, or light therapy. And there is some growing evidence that this will help with the treatment of acne or how or the ability to drain the lesions or the pustules if they have fluid in them. Okay, I wanted to go back to isotretonin and just discuss some of the medication administration points that you as a nurse would be responsible to know, okay? And this is this is one of those things why you come on Monday because we, we dive a little bit deeper into the topic. So yes, tag your favorite nursing friends. But as a nurse for Next Generation NCLEX, medication administration is a priority to know, okay? So that's why in the back of this book, I, I definitely did, and I never get tired of showing this because some nursing students have no idea that this even exists or this is a thing that they need to know. When I went to that student nursing convention, a lot of nursing students didn't know that they were expected to know hundreds of medications, literally hundreds of medications for next-gen NCLEX. So in the back of Quick Facts for NCLEX is the pharmacology section. All right, click the link to get this book if you don't have it. Now, when you talk about isotretinoin, you need to know that you should absolutely be starting with a liver function test. Liver function test, okay? Now, this medication should be done at night, ministering it at night for better absorption, better functionality. 
you have to wash your face before you give this medication. So we teach our patients to wash their face and then wait 20 minutes to apply the medication. Now, why do they need to wait 20 minutes? 20 minutes is a long time when you talk about application of medications. What is the benefit of them waiting to apply this specific medication? Uh, where's Alzheimer's info at in the book? Alzheimer's info is actually in my lecture. So remember, Quick Facts is half of my program. Quick Facts is not the entire program. The other part of my program is in the, the V2, okay? So in your workbook, I go over that, okay? So when you got these two together, you have my full program. If you only have this book, then you are missing the rest of the lectures, okay? And exactly, exactly. I love what I see. Let me see. So you want to wait because the pores are open. Now, this is, this medication is going to be really, really irritating. So if you wash and scrub your face, um, you know, if, no, if you wash and scrub your face in this book right here, this is where that information is. Okay. All right. And this is why I love class. Come on with your questions. I love it. So when you wash and scrub your face, the, the pores are open, the skin is irritated. So when you go back to putting on an irritating medication, irritating medication is only going to make it worse. All right. And so that's what we want them to wait, because when you when you put on this medication in general, even if you apply it properly, your acne will get worse during the first month. The first four weeks, your face is going to have to adjust to this type of aggressive medication. So a lot of students, I'm sorry, not a lot of students, a lot of patients, when they start taking this medication and their acne gets worse, they say, no, no, I don't want to take this medication anymore. I don't want to take it. Four to six weeks is what we should expect for this type of treatment to work. So we have to tell our patients it's going to get worse before it gets better. And it does. If you've seen anybody or if you've taken this medication, you know that this medication will make your entire face red. It will make your entire face red. So have to tell our patients that. And then again, the acne from Fomenes can occur. So we have to be looking out for that. And we do not use this patient, this medication during pregnancy. Okay. So there are three stages of acne. You can have mild acne, moderate acne, or severe acne. If we're talking about a mild acne, you can do a topical therapy and oral antibiotics. Because remember, acne can be the result of an infection gram-positive uh, bacteria. Moderate acne, oral antibiotics, contraceptives, and... Um, and some of the causes, let me see. So oral antibiotics, contraceptives, and spironolactone, all right, are all considered beneficial for the manifestations of acne vulgaris. And so these things can be used as a primary systemic treatment. Okay, did you know that? Spironolactone? Isn't that interesting? Right. Um, and then so for severe acne, remember the isotretinoin is used as a last case. All right. Last case because of all of the potential side effects. And then you can do intralesional injections, which may be put in directly into the, the lesion area of the skin. All right. Also, laser derma abrasion, if you've ever heard of that term before. And it's used as a light source to kind of generate oxygen to the glands and reduce the bacteria. So there's a growing body of evidence that laser treatment of acne is also beneficial. OK. All right. All right, don't be afraid to write stuff down and look it up so that you can have a better understanding of it if this is your first time, if this is your first time seeing some of this information. That's part of studying, right? 
when you see something you don't recognize, it is the best practice for you to go and look it up and try to figure it out because you will remember it a lot longer than if I just tell you, okay? So part of my process is if you see something you don't know, look it up, look it up, okay? Nursing considerations, nursing considerations, talking to the client about prevention and reoccurrence, helping the client understand their treatment and the low glycemic diet. Okay, all right, low glycemic diet. I think it's time now, it's time for our questions. You guys know how we do this. I got five questions, well, I got four questions coming up for you and we will see if we're able to unlock it. And I'm gonna tell you guys, these questions are really good. They're again, based off of the content that we just went over. So let me see how many we need to unlock the fifth question here. We have, how many students do we have watching today? We have 300 and no, we have 402 students watching and we have 96 likes. So we can do this today, guys. If we can get to 220 likes, we're going to get the fifth question unlocked. Here's the first one. I'm telling you, these are content-based questions on today. So let's go. 220 is our number. Question number one is this. Okay. A 25-year-old female established care with a dermatologist due to persistent acne. The client reported she feels tired during her routine skincare. She is trying to lose weight, but her BMI is currently 23.49 kg. Okay. She also presented irregular menses and facial hair. One of the probable causes of client's acne is number one, poor hygiene. Two, age and gender. Three, excess androgen. Four, obesity. Now, this is all content-based. This is all content-based. So we are thinking about what we just discussed about the probable causes of acne. And I love this question because there are a lot of misconceptions about acne, okay? And I see some people who um, maybe didn't hear the lecture and they're just, they're putting down what they think from misconceptions. Correct answer. Okay, you're gonna wanna, gonna stick around. Correct answer is three. Remember, we talked about this as one of our causes. Increased androgens particularly in women. And we know that because what does the client have? We see that the client has what? She's tired, right? She has irregular menses and facial hair. So we are looking at not a person, you know, NCLEX is not giving us that this person is obese, okay? That has nothing to do with acne, right? Also, poor hygiene. A couple of people picked poor hygiene, just because you have acne, that does not mean that you are a dirty person or you're not washing your face enough because what were the two causes of acne? Okay, let me, I'm, I'm getting too far. These are questions. Okay, so don't worry about it. We're gonna talk about that in a minute. But in this particular case, everything points to the client is exhibiting symptoms of excess adrenin as evidenced by acne, facial hair, irregular menses. Fatigue and weakness are also common in clients with elevated androgens. Client is not obese, his BMI is normal, poor hygiene is contributing, but this is this can cause acute acne rather than chronic or recurrent acne, okay? All right, let's do question number two. What part of the skin does acne affect? Number one, hypodermis. Two, epidermis. Three, dermis. Four, hair follicles. Let's go, Remar nurses. Put that right answer up on the screen. We up to 180 likes. Good job, guys. We're going to 220. I think we're going to make it today. 
If you have not hit that like button, we at 180. We only going to 220. So I need 40 more people to hit the YouTube like button. And I see our content is coming through. Ah, most people are on the same page. This answer, we're going to go with this. This answer, okay, we're going to go with the hair follicles, okay? The hair follicles are going to be the correct answer because it is the glands at the base of the hair follicles that are making the oil. The oil travels up the, the hair shaft, okay? And so the oil trapped inside of the follicles is what causes the acne, all right? So that's what we're gonna go with here, the hair follicles. Okay, question number three is this. The client develops an acute eruption of large inflammatory nodules, also known as acne fomenes. The nurse knows that this condition could be caused by, number one, resistance to oral antibiotics, two, skin trauma and stress, three, Ionotergic from isotretinin therapy for low glycemic diet. What say if you guys were looking at the cause of large inflammatory nodules? We talked about this. And I see the answers coming in a little bit different, little bit different. But most people are rolling with two. Okay. All right. I see the comments on the screen. Got a chance to look at them. Lots of comments today. Thank you guys. Correct answer. Bam. We know that isotretinoin is going to be the issue here. And remember, this is our medical emergency. This is our medical emergency when it comes to acne is when large inflammatory lesions appear on the face because now that puts your patient at risk for even more of an infection process, especially if they're um, in and out of the hospital or the dermatological center, they could get MRSA in their skin which would be a whole, a whole nother issue. So great job. We got to move on. Question number four. Hey, this is the final question before, this is the final question before to see if we have uncovered, unlocked question number five. Here we go, guys. The male client was advised with systemic therapy of benzoyl peroxide and erythromycin for his moderate acne. He asked the nurse, when could he feel positive treatment response? The nurse's best reply should be one week, two weeks, three weeks, or number four, six weeks. What say if you guys here? We're talking about when could the patient expect positive treatment? Great job, everybody. I see the answers rolling in. Couldn't stop you with this one. We went over the content, so you're confident. It was indeed six weeks. So treatment response depends on proper medication use. It will take four to six weeks of proper medication compliance to achieve results because lesions take four to six weeks to improve. So the clinical improvement should be measured by the number of new lesions forming after six weeks of therapy. And so you guys see this when we talk about acne, the way that you measure the success of an acne medication is by the number of new lesions. It's not how the lesions are healing um, that is not the progression because we know that lesions will heal on their own. Even if you do nothing, the lesions will heal. So when we talk about acne, because this is a chronic and recurring condition, we're looking for the new clinical manifestations. Are there any new lesions or have we achieved 
drying out those hair follicles and or eliminating the bacteria that was causing the acne. Does that make sense? All right. Oh, I can tell you guys this, our 50-50 bonus question. It is indeed unlocked. We did it. Shout out to YouTube, everybody to participate it. We did it. We actually have, well, I see 223, but that might even be updated to something else. But we got it. 234. So we made that goal. So here is question number five. Congratulations. Okay. A female client has longstanding moderate acne and currently on retinoic acid. She discovers that she is six weeks pregnant. She expresses concern that treatment can affect the baby. The nurse provides reassurance by number one, it is best to resume treatment after the pregnancy. Okay. Two, retinoic acid is safe to use in pregnancy. Okay. Three, transitioning to benzoyl peroxide is safe for the baby. Four, this is pregnancy safe treatment. This is a pregnancy safe treatment. No change is indicated at this time. What is the reassurance that the nurse can provide? Oh, I love this. This is content-based, no critical thinking here. You can't critically think what you don't know. So you have to know the content. And then when you know the content, then you can identify the right answer, any kind of question that they give you. So around these parts, we focus on the lectures first and then the questions last, which is what we did. So the best answer, looking at the patient, now I, I, I see a lot of wrong answers. I see a lot of wrong answers. And so I'm, I'm gonna pause for the cause. This is our last question. And I'm gonna say this to you. the patient has chronic acne, okay? The patient has chronic acne. Now change your answers, change your answers, okay? Female client has longstanding moderate acne. So the correct answer is going to be Number three, okay? Number three, it is not appropriate. Yeah, yeah, I said this. It's not appropriate for somebody to be dealing with a major issue, is chronic, is moderate, means it's not mild, it's pretty moderate, meaning that the patient has lesions, right? And They've been having it for a long time to say, you know what, during your pregnancy, we're not going to treat this condition. When there are pregnancy safe medications available, we're there for the patient. Yes, the patient is pregnant, but your this is this is what it is, guys. Medically, your priority is the mother. Your priority is the mother. And so psychologically, it's important for her to have a good psychological, social standpoint in order to be able to have a healthy pregnancy. Because if she stops taking medications where she's going to produce more lesions on her face, right, um, then it's going to be tough for her to carry out this pregnancy, all right, because she's not getting a treatment. So I saw a lot of people picking number one, it is, it is best to resume treatment after pregnancy. A lot of people pick that. That is not going to be um, appropriate. Retinoic acid is not safe during pregnancy. So it is definitely going to be three. Remember I said the benzoyl peroxide is going to be your pregnancy safe medication. So I'm glad you came today because we did. We learned a lot and we had a good time learning. Okay, so you get it? All right, so how to pass NCLEX, understanding next gen faster, has been served, has been served. Now it's time for Monday motivation across the nation. The key to success. We're all starting from one place. We're trying to cross over. I'm trying to get y'all to the promised land. Right where you are is good, but let me tell you, on the other side 
is so much better. When you become a licensed nurse, I'm telling you, bam, your life changes. It looks a lot different. You wake up with new opportunities. Let's take a vacation. Let's not, whatever you want to do. Each of us wants success. We want a success. Who doesn't want success? Is there one person that is going to pass up success and say, no, you know what? I'm just comfortable being where I am. I'm just comfortable how I am today. Nobody in their right mind would be saying that because that means that you are not taking advantage of your full potential. Let me say this to you. Beware of people who want you to stay where you are. Beware of people that don't get excited about your dreams and don't encourage you because something ain't right about that. If nobody is challenging you to level up, to go to the next level, to push past whatever uncomfortability you have, they're more than likely using you. They're more than likely getting a benefit of you staying in the same place. My goodness. I try to teach my kids that all the time. If your friends, I, my kids are young, nine, six, two, but I'm talking to my nine-year-old and I'm saying, if you have a friend that ever offers you drugs, they're using you. They want you to be addicted so they can control you. Anybody that is encouraging you to do something negative is because they can use you. All right. I'm, I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying. So in the same way, if you want to be successful, more than likely you have to be uncomfortable. So the, you know, you cannot in your mind, you cannot in your mind have a mentality that is pressing down your goals. And you see here, the battlefield truly is the mind for some of us. For some of us, we have these negative thoughts like failure. It's just who I am. It's going to limit my abilities. I really don't like to be challenged. There are people that don't like to be uncomfortable. So you can get it from the outside, from your friends, but you can also get it from the inside, which is negative self-talk. Some people already think, hey, listen, my life is going to be this. My mama's life was this. My mama, my daddy only did this and this is just where I'm going to be. You ever meet people like that? You talk to them and they have a passion for doing something, but they limit themselves. They, they limit their potential based off of what other people have done. Isn't that interesting? You know, some people just, hey, I want to stick to what I know. Don't, don't teach me nothing new. I don't want to do anything different from what I've been doing. Some people really take feedback. Like if you try to just give them feedback or criticize them in any kind of way, they go off on you. They cannot handle it. And so when you guys show up here, I tell you all the time, you're not going to get every answer right. I want you to get the answers wrong because I'd rather you get them wrong today than when you're actually taking the test. Okay. And um, there's some people that, hey, my abilities, whatever I'm doing now, I'm just doing, it's just, I'm just doing me. This is who I am. I'm not about to learn all these medications. I don't have time for it. I'm raising kids. I didn't already fail NCLEX. I'm from a different country. English ain't my first language. I'm just not going to be better. This is just who I am. There are so many excuses that people have about why they cannot pass this test. This is why I spotlight those people, especially my international nurses, my repeat test takers, people that have failed NCLEX two, three times. I want to hear your story. I want to hear how you did it because there's somebody watching that needs that encouragement, that needs that ability to, I mean, what do y'all know about this? When I'm frustrated, I give up. When things get too hard, I just, I just quit. That is what the enemy wants us to do. He always wants us to be in a state of frustration, thinking that it's another person holding you back or it's the system or it's an environment. Most of us, truth be told, are extremely blessed. Most of us really don't know what adversity is. Our lives are so comfortable that we can't handle missing a meal. We can't handle you know, not having Wi-Fi. We can't handle getting up at 4 a.m. or 5 a.m. 
because our lives are just so comfortable. Most of us have no idea with what adversity is like, but there are a few of us who really and truly do. And those are the people who are persisting. And those are the people that are showing up. And those are the people that are investing in themselves. And you don't have to tell those people they got to study because they don't want to live another month as they are now. Okay. So you're not going to be successful with the internal conversations that you are having if they look like this. Okay. All right. How about this? 10 keys to success. I'm give you, think there's only one, there's more than one. But if you can do one of these things, you will see a huge improvement in your life. All right, here we go. First one is this. Number one, persist when others quit. I'm just going to sit that right there. I can literally shut the live down right now and Monday motivation would have been served. If that's just, if that's the, if that's just the one that I could give you. Don't stop. You have to be okay with doing things by yourself. NCLEX is actually a really great exercise for that because when you go into that test, you can't bring a buddy. You can't bring your spouse. You can't bring, you know, your favorite teacher. All you can bring is what you have been doing. So if you have decided to quit studying, knowing your test date is coming up, when you get in there, all you're going to have to fall back on is I gave up. I quit. Okay. If you even make it in there, some people never make it in there, but in life, to be successful when other people say, no, nah, that's too hard. I'm not doing that. I'm not, it don't take all of that. You have to be willing to persist in that. Nursing school is perfect for that because to get into the doggone place, you got to write an essay, right? You got to pay a lot of money or secure a loan. You might have to take the T's. You might have to take the prerequisites. So a lot of people already are not willing to do that. And then when you get into nursing school, they beat you up so bad in there that most people never graduate. They drop out because the clinicals, the tests. Ha have you ever heard of such a thing where you sit in a class and they tell you to read 10 chapters of a med surge book because you're going to have a quiz on it in two days? And it had never happened to me before until I got into nursing school. It was psychological warfare, okay? But... We made it through that, <laughs> right? The, the, the trauma of having to learn about your body, the, the most complex organism, the most complex machine in the universe is the human body. And they give us six weeks to learn about it, okay? <laughs> and so we've been there. We've done all of that. So we persisted already when other people quit. Don't get to the NCLEX and give up and you have been through nursing school. That makes no sense at all. You've done the hardest part of the journey. Set goals while other people drift. I can't tell you how much Monday motivation and winning Wednesday is a tracker of what you're doing during the week. If you're not showing up to Monday motivation and winning Wednesday, what are you doing with your time? Are you serious about this process? The daily study calendar is given to you to help you set goals. Literally tells you what to do for the day, okay? So when you find yourself studying without those markers in place, what's gonna happen is you're gonna drift. Things are gonna get in the way. Things are going to be prioritized over the goal. So um Yes, or 120 slides. You know it. You know the nursing instructors love them slides. They don't care if you are paying attention or not. They're going to get through those 120 slides during that 30-minute class. They're going to get through All right, y'all. My, my alarms. All right. Hmm. Believe when others doubt. Believe when others doubt. And this is perfect for people who have failed NCLEX before. When you get that paper saying that you failed the exam, that literally is the moment when your belief is the most important. 
because it looks like you're losing. It looks like it's never going to happen in that moment. Okay. Tears may start coming down. It's a natural response to being rejected. In that moment, you're rejected. But that is when your belief in yourself is the most important. I'm speaking this from my own personal experience, not a failing NCLEX, but of my whole business of Remar. When I told a business advisor that I wanted to do Remar review, he looked me in the eyes and said, it's never going to work for you because you're a black and you're a woman. You cannot do this. And so you have to realize that the enemy comes in many different forms to speak destruction, to speak discouragement over your life. And you have to make a decision in that moment and probably many others after that moment that you are going to do what you want to do. And that nobody can stop you from living out your goals. And that actually nobody even has to approve what you want to do because they're your goals. God gave you the vision. So they don't even have to agree with it. They don't have to approve it. They don't have to pay for it because when the Lord has given you dominion over a thing, he makes himself responsible for the success of that thing. So your belief in yourself is going to carry you or if you don't have belief, it's going to um, it's going to inhibit you from following your goals. All right. Um, begin when others procrastinate. Procrastination is the thief of the future. If you do not start something, it can never move forward. You got to be willing to take the first step. You got to be willing to take the next step after that. And then eventually, step by step, day by day, you will get to your goal. Listen when other people are talking. Listen when other people are talking. You can figure out exactly who a person is if you listen to them. If you allow people to talk, they will tell you everything you need to know about them. But if you're always talking, you're never gonna hear what you need to hear to be successful. I teach my daughter this. Usually the person always talking, you're in a room full of people. If you're in a room full of people and the loudest person in the middle of the room is standing there talking constantly, that's the dumbest person in the room. I tell my daughter that all the time. Smart people don't feel the need to constantly be talking. It's the silly people who always are talking, trying to entertain people, trying to get people to look at them, trying to be the center of attention, because they have nothing really to offer. So they want you to be distracted by their words. So you need to stop and listen while other people are talking. What else? I like this one. Smile, 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 smile. When other people are frowning upset, you have to be able to look at things for what they can be. It's just seeing the potential, you know, being able to understand that in, in every moment, you really have all that you need. Even right now, where you are right now, you have everything that you need in order to accomplish your goals. You are well-fed, you are well-educated, you are warm, you are, look, Maslow's, you are warm, you are dry, you are safe, you are secure. Right. And so we have to take dominion over our mentality, how we think about things. You have to be willing to number seven, praise when other people are criticizing. Man, I get that so much. I get that so much in this space. And so it's very important that when people come on here and they say, I passed NCLEX, that we have to be able to praise those people because we don't know all that they have been through. We don't know all that they have done, but we do know that in their journey, 
that they have achieved success and they made it a point to come back and tell us that they were able to do it. And so we're, we become part of that journey when we congratulate them. And it also gives us the inspiration to keep going. Our challenges in life are, they look very different, but at the end of the day, they're very much the same. We all have the human struggle of um, making sure that our health is intact, making sure that our mind, making sure that our, you know, our dreams line up with positive things, not trying to take shortcuts, not trying to avoid hard work. There are many people that will offer you the easy way out. There are many people willing to offer you an easy way to pass NCLEX. But those people don't have the best intentions for you. And if you make the choices to do easy things, it can lead to a hard life. And we know that. We know, right? We On the news, you see nurses that try to skip around the hard parts of nursing school. They try to skip around the hard parts of NCLEX and the accountability, right? And we know what becomes of their life or their story. Focusing while others are aimless. Many people need to be here on Mondays. Many people need to set aside calendar time to study and focus, but they don't. They're scrolling, all right? They don't. They're scrolling TikTok. They're scrolling social media. You know, they're, they're, not, they're not having a focus. They're not having intentionality. When you don't have focus, you end up paying other people to focus for you. And that's just the truth of the matter. When you end up not having a plan for yourself, you end up living somebody else's plan. You end up doing what somebody else wants you to do. So I don't know who this is for today, but I'm kind of being a little bit hard on you guys because we're in a place where you need to do a reality check. You've wasted a lot of time already. You wasted a lot of time. And this right now, this next gen NCLEX, is the perfect opportunity for, for you to get your license. People are doing extremely well on next-gen NCLEX. And I don't know if it's because it's a, it's a new change or if it's because people are more uh, serious and focused about this exam. But if you study your content and you take the next-gen NCLEX, it's looking like you're going to pass it. It's looking like you can have success, but if you wait and lose focus and be distracted, I don't want you to end up in the same place that you are now, six months from now. Be bold, be bold when other people are afraid. Fear keeps a lot of people from doing really practical things for their lives. Fear keeps a lot of people from stepping out on faith and experiencing something huge. Huge. Because they're afraid to do it. You may have had a bad experience with the NCLEX in the past and you didn't pass it. And so now you're afraid to move forward. But I'm telling you, having boldness in this season is going to get you results that you've never had before. You've never had them before. But in this season, when you do stuff outside the box, you're going to experience a success that you did not know previously. And that's a good thing. That's a good thing because you're going to a different level in your life. When you have the responsibility of being a nurse, you can't be in there all afraid of the medications and the patients and the doctors, you cannot operate in fear as a nurse. It's just not possible. You won't make it through the day. You won't make it through your report if you're scared of every little thing. You know, if you're, a, if you're afraid to go into the unknown or do, I mean, we as nurses, what? We have to insert one inch needles into people's flesh. We have to insert hollow tubes into people's bladder. You have to cause pain. You have to cause relief. You have to, you can't, you can't be afraid to be a nurse. And so 
if you're afraid of the test, then you're not going to be able to move past the actual action of being a nurse. You're not going to be afraid to cash that paycheck. You're not going to be afraid to look at your retirement and your paid days off. So we got to move past it. We have to be bold in this season in particular. Have to be bold because it's a wave going of like success and positivity and y'all need to get on it. Saving while others spend. And, and this could be money. This absolutely can be money. Um, but also it could be time. It could be um, your capacity for learning. Okay. Some people are not able to invest the discipline that is required to learn new things. And so they are, I don't know what they're doing, honestly. I don't, I don't know how people are okay with waking up, getting out of the same bed every day, doing the same things that they did the days before and never having a plan for change never having a plan for adventure. Life is so very short that it is easy for you to look back and say, what have I been doing the last five years? Am I where I said I wanted to be? I told Mark, I want to live out of the country. I want to move out of the country for like a couple months because we have been given a whole planet to live on. Why do people stay in one place on this planet? And so in, in order to be able to move about like that, you have to have the boldness, you have to have the focus, you have to have the praise, you have to have the smile, you have to be willing to save when other people are spending in order to make your goals come true, okay? And so I'm coming on here for just a short time to motivate you to make a plan for yourself so that you can live the life you want to live and not the life somebody has planned for you to live. Because I promise you, if somebody else is going to determine your life, it's not going to look like anything you would have done. Okay? It's not going to look like that. This Monday motivation was for one person. I don't know who it was for, but for, for somebody out there, this is going to hit differently and you're actually going to do something um, to accomplish your goals. You're actually going to do something. And then for somebody else, maybe it not have been your thing, but let me just tell you this for sure. The secret of success is consistency to pursue. You have to be wanting to chase something. You have to have a goal in mind. Okay. That is what is required for success. I've been preaching at y'all too long. <laughs> Over an hour today, guys. I don't plan it. I don't plan it. But you guys show up and you make me like this. You give me the platform to tell you, you can, you will, and you must pass NCLEX. You have to do it. You have to do it. You know, you have to do it because when you do it, it's not only going to change your life, but the lives of those around you, which is what you really want. You guys are here because you are caretakers, you're providers, you're, you're ministers. You want your family's life to improve. You want your, you know, your children's life to look different. Growing up, I didn't take vacations. My mom was a single mom raising two kids. We never went anywhere besides the park, maybe the movies, right? Um, but well, when I became a nurse, it was important for me to spend time with my children. You know, it was important. It was something that I needed to do. And so many of you are like that. When you pass NCLEX, you will be able to help your parents to retire. You will be able to give your children the cultural stuff that you didn't have. Ballet, soccer, football, piano, you know. Those are the things that having access to your nursing license will give your family. And so whatever you're prioritizing now is not going to give you the same opportunities as when you pass NCLEX. So you need to make that your number one priority. You need to make that your goal. This week, every day, until you get your license. And then we can talk about the other stuff that you want to do after that. 
But for most of us, it's it's just, yeah, just studying. That's it. It's just, yeah, just getting focused, making this a priority, not procrastinating. So again, I'll just leave y'all with this and then I'm out. You can, you will, you must pass NCLEX. I'll see you guys on Wednesday, winning Wednesday, 9 p.m. Eastern time. I don't even know. Follow me, click the subscribe button because sometimes I go on early. Just depends on if my kids are sleeping or not. If my kids go to sleep at eight o'clock, I'm coming on at eight o'clock. Um, and then also, again, for those of you who have the next gen quick facts, I want to draw your attention to the study calendar. So if you just have the book, make sure you are using the study calendar in the front of the book because it will help give you a plan and a focus. Focus. Okay. Also, um, Team Remar is off on the weekends. So today they're back in the office and they're doing emails. So you can you can email support at remarreview.com. Make sure you're emailing support at remarreview.com to email me. If you don't have this book, you can get it at two places. You can get it on Amazon. The Next Gen Guide is on Amazon. Um, I think the price is a little bit higher than the website. You can go to remarnurse.com for the $25 price. But some of you guys like Amazon because of the prime shipping or whatever. So you can go on Amazon to get this book. And it's like maybe $35 or $45 on Amazon. So just depends on what you want. All right. But the book is here. And I do believe every nurse should have this book. It changes the game for studying. Also, yeah, that's it. That's it. Thank y'all so much for joining me this Monday. I hope you enjoy the rest of your day. I will see you on Wednesday. Bye.